We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Welcome to Rotowire's NBA DFS podcast for Tuesday, February 28, 2017. Hoops fans, I'm Paul Bruno, and you know me from my work on hockey, baseball, and football pods at Rotowire over the last few years. I've completed the cycle by now incorporating myself into the N- NBA FanDuel rotation, and we come to you live on Tuesday and th- Friday of every week. And joining me as usual on this FanDuel preview podcast is my co-host Dan Bruno. Dan, it's been a little while since we last spoke a few days, so remind our listeners about your Twitter handle and where to find your work on Rotowire's website. Well, on Twitter, it's at dbrunoofficial. That's D-B-R-U-N-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L for uh, some news tips and just NBA thoughts there. And then on Rotowire, it's uh, under the game preview and recap section just about nightly. Um, you can find me covering those games there. All right, let's begin. We got a six-game schedule tonight. Dan, I'll take us through the first three. You can get the last three out. We got Golden State visiting Washington, where the visitors are favored by six points, and the over/unders at two hundred and thirty-one and a half. We've got Portland visiting Detroit, where the Pistons are the home side uh, favorite, minus four and a half. The over/unders at two hundred and fourteen and a half points, a seven thirty tip. Then De- Denver visits the reeling Chicago Bulls, where the Bulls are still a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-unders at 222 points for that 8 o'clock tip. Yeah, then later on at 8 o'clock, you've got uh, the Utah Jazz visiting Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder, where actually the Jazz are one-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 204.5. The Jazz have actually won seven of their last ten games and are continuing to maintain uh, top level play um, in the west there and then you've got also at 8 o'clock you've got the Suns visiting Memphis where the Grizzlies are 9 point favorite with an over under of 209.5 that should be an easy one for the Grizzlies if they can stay on their A game and then at 10.30 you've got the Lakers hosting the Hornets 
where the Hornets are a four-point favorite with an over-under of 216. Now, Dan, before we go into these uh, games and the players to pick on FanDuel, we are happy to announce that we have a second sponsor joining our pods today, and that's pristineauction.com. They have daily auctions ending nightly with hundreds of lots, and there's tons of stuff for the man cave that are av- is available here. There's always something for the perfect for the fan of every team and every era, really. Uh, you want to talk about authenticity? That's very important to uh, bot- potential buyers. They guarantee authenticity, and all the items come with an authentication code from only the most trusted of sources. And you want to talk affordable? Most people don't even think they can afford this stuff, but it is much more affordable than you think. I mean, I've gone through this website, Dan, and I see stuff for all sports. Favorite players of mine over the last 25 years of of all these sports and some neat memorabilia all all across the board. And I'll remind you to take a look at pristineauction.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. And please do us the favor that... uh, when you go into the site and uh, they ask, ask you, how did you hear about us, go in there and when you register and indicate that Rotowire is your source in the drop-down menu. It's important to us. We want to measure how effective these ads are, and so that's a big part of the process for us. But uh, I assure you, you will love what you see in the Pristine Auction website. All right, Dan, let's go into our position-by-position breakdown and see if we can help our listeners win some big money by fa- playing FanDuel today. Let's go to the point guards first. We always start there, and we see at the top of the board there's two guys at the 10,000-plus category. We got John Wall right at 10,000, and then topping the list uh, is Russell Westbrook. No surprise there at $12,000. Are you on either one of these guys tonight? Well, we've had this conversation before a couple weeks ago, um, and I think I'm going to keep my same stance, even though I was kind of... uh, It might not have been the best call the other week where... Westbrook came up with nearly 70 FanDuel points against Utah. I, I don't like to spend big money on guys up against the Jazz just because of their great defense. But uh, as you pointed out to me soon after that last time, there uh, Westbrook came up with 70 FanDuel points in his last contest in Utah. So this time they're playing in OKC. Um, mentioned that the, the Thunder are on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, actually, no, they're not. Sorry, that's no. my mistake. Um, but yeah, so I I want to fade Westbrook tonight just because it's twelve thousand dollars up against a tough defense. I'm not a hundred percent sure he's going to go for that seventy again. But I mean, the tough Utah defense hasn't s- shut him down last time. So I mean, it's not a sure fade, but in my books, it's a fade on Westbrook. And then the same thing for Wall. Um, even though he's at home where they have a great record. Um, I, I don't think I'm putting in either Westbrook or Wall tonight just because I see a couple decent options a little bit lower on the board, and I'd rather save that two $4,000 there and uh, spend it elsewhere tonight. You know what? I think that's a good call on a, on a skinny slate like we have, and there's going to be value players uh, below the line, too, that'll come up big. So you want to afford yourself the opportunity to have all kinds of flexibility. You can pick some of the little lower... Uh, let's take a look at some of those guys, in fact. At the 8,000-plus category, there's about five quality, quality names here, including Steph Curry, Eric Bledsoe, Damian Lillard, Kemba Walker, and Mike Conley. Which of these guys has the better matchup that you might be swayed toward? Yeah, well, I, I like two guys in this range that I'm I'm going to fit in my one of my lineups for sure there, and that's Damian Lillard and Kemba Walker. And I'd rather put these two guys in um, than spend that big money on Westbrook and Wall, hoping that they come up with 50, 60, 70 points for me. Uh, I'm sure Westbrook will get there. Wall will probably get close. But still, I think I have just as good a chance of getting a high 40s, maybe 50 with Lillard and Walker. Um, so I, I like those two picks. Lillard's at 8,400 and Walker's at 8,200. Walker's got a favorable matchup against the Lakers. Uh, not a ton of defense going on there. And Damian Lillard is in Detroit where Reggie Jackson hasn't been playing his best basketball not the greatest defender either so i think uh both of them have favorable matchup tonight and i like those guys in my lineup dan i noticed the other two guys are going head to head against one another in terms of bledsoe and conley i'll ask you on the defensive side of the ball which of these guys is more effective and more likely to shut down the other guy well i think bledsoe is a pretty um i'm gonna say impressive physical specimen let's say and and put it in those terms he's he's got a lot of 
sort of bulk on Mike Connolly. And I think he has definitely the physical potential to shut down Mike Conley. I would definitely call Eric Bledsoe the better defender potentially in this matchup. So, I mean, I'm not huge on either of these guys, even though uh, Memphis has a great team defense. So that's kind of why I'm not huge on Bledsoe. And Conley, like you kind of mentioned and I mentioned too, I I don't like the one-on-one matchup there for Conley. And then with Curry there, He's got the toughest matchup on the point guards tonight up against John Wall, and Curry's on the second night of a back-to-back. So so it really makes the case for the two guys that you highlighted in yeah, this so, range, and I agree yeah, with so you. So you can see why I kind of like those guys. Yeah, I think that's a very good defense of your position. Uh, let's go down into the next range. There's nobody from 8000 down to 6500 so let's drop down to the $6,400 range and take it down to 5200 where Jordan Clarkson is. So uh, let me know what you think about the from D'Angelo Russell on down to Clarkson. Well, I'm really not big on anybody in this range, really. It's a, it's a tough range. I mean, if I had to look at one guy, perhaps, um, I would say maybe George Hill here. Jameer Nelson, maybe, if uh, depending what's going on with Moutier. I think Moutier is going to play, but he's not 100%. So Jameer Nelson is probably going to get the start again. So, I mean, you'll have to check up with the lineups uh, later today on that. You can check that on rotowire.com. So, um, I mean, like I said, if I had to pick a couple guys from this range, it'd be George Hill and Jameer Nelson. But George Hill's up against Russell Westbrook. That's a tough matchup for, for George Hill, for sure. He's Westbrook's going to wear him out on both sides of the ball. So... I mean, D'Angelo Russell hasn't been playing his greatest basketball lately, uh, so I'm, I'm not big on him, even though he's a potential big point guy. Um, 25 FanDuel points in his last game and 46 in the game before that. But then bef- before that, he had a couple, a bit of a slippage going down into the single digits one game, below 20 a couple games. So, I mean, I'm not big on anybody in this range. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you know what? And I'll add to that by saying Rajon Rondo's in this group. And boy, this guy must be putting up pictures in the Chateau Bow Wow because he's he's really in deep in the Chicago doghouse there. I don't understand the misuse of this guy. He's a talent, but maybe he's just become too much of a handful with his temperament to uh, to get a good run uh, most nights. It just seems like he he's caused more trouble than he's worth in their eyes and, and really not a big part of their rotation overall. So a guy that I would tend to fade in this group for sure. Uh, we go down into the depths of this range, uh, this position rather. We got Emmanuel Moudier, the next batter up at the 4,600 uh, plateau. And uh, looking for some value plays here, Dan. Are there any guys here that you might think are worth a look? Michael Carter list, uh, Williams is listed as a game time decision at $4,200 for anybody who's considering him in favor of Rondo. Uh, maybe Rondo does get a bit of a run given the Carter Williams uh, status there. Who knows? But uh, anybody else in this group, uh, Dan, that attracts you? Yeah, yeah well, uh, I mean, just. I'm a Rondo fan, so I'm just going to come up in his defense a little bit. Uh, he hasn't been terrible in his last few games, actually topping 20 FanDuel points in his last three games. So, I mean, the thing is with his minutes and everything, you're right about that for sure. We don't know, never guaranteed what's going to happen with him, especially at this point. But that should be a high-scoring game with Denver and Chicago. So, um, and, and yeah, with Carter Williams, a game-time decision, maybe we do see some of Rondo. But the thing here is another in a guy in this value range is Cameron Payne who's a recent addition to Chicago, and he's a point guard as well. So I don't know what that's going to do to the rotation once things settle in, if their plans are to kind of squeeze pain in front of Rondo in that rotation, which could uh, you know, really hurt his fantasy value for sure. So, I mean, a guy you want to look at maybe as a value play, it might be Payne here um, coming up in this game against Denver, which should be, again, like I said, a high-scoring one. So if Carter Williams is going to be out, Cameron Payne is a good look there. Um, and again, I'm, I'm all, I always like Jamal Murray as a, as a value pick tournament type play, um, just because he's never going to be too popular of a pick and he's a bit of a gamble, but when he goes off, he can, he can hit you 20, 20 plus FanDuel points. So I think that's a pretty good return for a $3,500 guy. He, he, he's only got spotted single digit games, two of them in about his last eight outings, whereas the rest of those are plus 15 nearing 20 FanDuel points per game so uh, you have a pretty good chance of nearing 20 FanDuel points with Jamal Murray for 3,500 bucks. Let's move over in the backcourt to the two position and uh, we see that uh, there's no big dollar guys here the top name on the board is Dwayne Wade and there's four other guys 
with him in the 7,000-plus, including Nicholas Batum, C.J. McCollum, Clay Thompson, and Bradley Beal. Dan, who do you like of that quintet? Well, I think Dwayne Wade has a chance to have a big game tonight um, just because I, I know Denver, they, they score a lot, but they, uh, they allow a lot of points against as well. Um, and I think Dwayne Wade has a chance to maybe take advantage of some of the guys on the other side of the ball there, whether it's Will Barton or Gary Harris, um, unless Denver elects to maybe try and lock him down with a guy like Wilson Chandler, but he'll more likely be busy with Jimmy Butler. So I think Dwayne Wade has a chance to have a big night tonight, and if you can fit him in at $8,000, it's a good pick. But uh, for me, I think I'm going with the guy one below him there with Nicholas Batum, $7,500, um, visiting Los Angeles. I like Nicholas Batum and what he brings because he can score, rebound, assist the ball. He's nearing leading his team in about all three categories too. So Nicholas Batum, um, solid pick in my opinion for 7500 bucks there. Dan, in this range, we see another couple of guys that are going head-to-head, and that's Clay Thompson and Bradley Beal. I'll pose the same question as I did to you at the point guard position. Uh, which of these guys is better on the de- defensive side of the ball? I'm leaning Beal in this, in this matchup just because he's better, I think, defensively. Do you agree with that assessment? Uh, hard to say. I think they're both pretty capable defenders, but I would lean towards Clay Thompson. So oh, okay. you've got a 50-50 split there. Um, but uh, I don't really see the... I don't really have a feeling to go with either of these guys tonight because I think Bradley Beal does have a tough matchup on the other side of the ball. And, and with Clay Thompson, I think he's, even though he still manages to get the points up most nights, I still consider him the third option on his team. And uh, $7,100 is kind of a lot of money for a guy like that. Yeah, but we should, mention, we should mention we uh, should mention four games ago, he hit 51 FanDuel points. Uh, that was against Sacramento. I'm not sure if one of the other guys was sitting out that game. They may have been. But uh, Clay Thompson is definitely capable of hitting some big numbers, even though he's sort of a third option type of guy. Um, but still, I think uh, the way the, the board spreads out tonight for me, I don't think I can fit Clay Thompson in. I'd, ra- I'd much rather have a guy like Batum, where I, he's more of like a first or second option and uh, he's, he's affecting the, the game a little more on the rebounds and uh, assists, steals, and blocks categories. Yeah, I think that's a key point. You've got to look at the depth uh, of the rosters and who are the go-to guys. And when you get down to the third and fourth options in that price range, you really want to capitalize on a guy who's really uh, got a chance to be a first or second for the kind of money that you're spending. So that's a great point and a, and a great teaching point to our newer FanDuel players. Uh, we go down a little bit lower into this range from 6,500 down to 5,400. That means from Devin Booker down to Contavious Caldwell Pope. Dan, are there any uh, names here? There's a couple of guys from Denver in this range too at the same position, priced almost the same in Barton and Harris. And Oladipo's in the middle with the game time decision note with a back injury there. Uh, make, make me want to stay away. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I would stay away from Oladipo for sure, even if he's healthy. It's a tough matchup against Utah. Um, so yeah, I stay away from Oladipo in my opinion. The guy I like the best in this range is Kentavious Caldwell-Pope in terms of his, sort of how we mentioned before, in terms of his position in the team's offense and, and his sort of usage rating. Like He's, he's, he's going to play a lot of minutes. Um, he, he's valuable on both sides of the ball. And when he has a big game, he really does have a big game. Uh, for $5,400, I think it's a good price, especially considering um, their matchup there against Portland. I think um, he's a little bit bigger than C.J. McCollum, his opponent on the other side of the ball. So I think he has a chance to maybe have the advantage there. I, and, agree, I agree with all that you said there. I can't even add another word. So well, what, what about... Well, one more guy, sorry, that I, I was looking at in this range was Devin Booker, um, $6,500. But then what kind of put me off him a bit is just up against Memphis. And I feel like yeah. if, if they want to shut him down, they'll just sick Tony Allen on him. And that might be the end of it for Booker. So, I mean, I feel like he towards the end of the season, I feel like Phoenix might be start thinking of maybe turning Devin Booker loose type of thing. They're pretty much far out of the playoffs. Not much point in, you know, trying to perfect their, their sets or anything like that. It's more so, you know, let this guy go and see what he can do. So I think they may be um, 
you know, he might get a lot of touches, take a lot of shots, but just again, his last matchup against Memphis, only 22.7 FanDuel points, and that's not enough for $6,500 for me. And you mentioned Tony Allen. He leads the pack in terms of the uh, sub-5,000 group at $4,600, and I think I might take a look at him with the matchup that you implied. This guy's a very stout defender, but he's also been a capable scorer, averaging over 20 points per game in FanDuel play. Others in that latitude uh, below the 5,000 mark include Nick Young, and uh, Rodney Hood, uh, do you like any of those three guys at this uh, in this sub-5,000 level, or are you looking elsewhere? Well, I don't like Nick Young. I, I have a feeling um, Magic Johnson's not too high on him. I think they're going to... I think his days in L.A. might be numbered, so... Um, it, it showed in his in his performance over the last two games, 7 and 13 FanDuel points, 11 before that. So he's had three really tough games. Um, and I have a feeling they're leaning towards their young guys there, especially towards the end of the season. Sort of same things. Booker turned the young guys loose and let them let them play, let them uh, boost, uh, stack up their NBA minutes. But a couple of guys I do like in this range, uh, Rodney Hood was coming off an injury, but for $4,100, uh, that could be a real bargain. Um, he, he's probably coming off the bench for Utah. You may want to actually started. He started a couple games ago or the last game, and and you might want to just keep an eye on that. Um, even if he is coming off the bench, he'll still play twenty plus minutes. In his last game, he topped twenty Fanduel points, and if he plays twenty plus minutes tonight, I would expect him to top twenty Fanduel points again uh, against OKC. So I think that's a pretty good bet for $4,100 again especially if he's starting so keep an eye on Rotowire for that so Rodney Hood $4,100 good value Jeremy Lamb too another guy good value $4,100 as well um, he's had a couple of good games for Charlotte and uh, he's got a favorable matchup against LA tonight too so I like both those guys and and one more I'll sneak in there Denzel Denzel Valentine I mean actually when I look again at the cost he comes in more expensive than Lamb or Hood by $200 um, but he's a guy that had a pretty a good couple of games for Chicago over his last couple and uh, he might have uh, have a good one tonight too all right let's switch over to the three position the small forward where at the top of the list uh, so, uh, over 10,000 we want to highlight those guys individually if we can whenever we get a chance and we're talking about KD Kevin Durant against Washington I think it's a bit of a tough matchup uh, I want to know what you think about that. Should be a high-scoring game too, though. So there's every possibility that he is a, at least the secondary option in in uh, the rotation in Golden State. So uh, all those things considered, have me a little bit confused about whether to go for him or not. What do you do to make me think one way or the other? Well, Washington's uh, his home. DC's his hometown. Um, but given what I perceive about Durant I don't think um, I'm not expecting a massive game out of him tonight he's he mentioned uh, the other day that why he snubbed Washington in the offseason um, he didn't we really didn't want to play at home so I don't know if that means he's uncomfortable or, or what that's about or maybe he just wants to take take advantage of the NBA lifestyle and and live somewhere glamorous um, but anyway I'm I do think he has a bit of a tough matchup on the other side of the ball with Otto Porter but uh, $10,400 is not a bad price for a guy like Kevin Durant. Um, we're very capable of getting you 50 FanDuel points. Um, if you could fit him in, I think he's a pretty good play tonight. I'm not going to use him because I think I can get a couple value guys in at the small forward and keep, uh, keep some consistency throughout the rest of my lineup too. So I'm looking to fade Durant, but I don't think he's a must-fade for everybody. I think uh, if you can fit him in, he's a decent pick. Yeah, I would I would lean in that direction too. Don't kid me though that uh, home being playing in Washington doesn't get this guy excited. I think that's another factor that maybe builds his case and gives him another incentive to go off. I'm I'm thinking that that will be a factor that sways me in the direction to choose him tonight. In fact, let's go down into that range below ten thousand and take it down to the sixty-two hundred dollar level. That encompasses uh, five more names: Dan from Jimmy Butler, Gordon Hayward. Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, and Otto Porter. Uh, which of these guys leap off the page for you if any of them do? Well, a highlight two of them was Jimmy Butler and Daniel and uh, Wilson Chandler. Um, Jimmy Butler, high, it should be, again, as I mentioned before, high-scoring game we're expecting um, with Denver and Chicago. And Jimmy Butler should be leading the pack 
in terms of in both teams there. He's got four straight games with 40 FanDuel points. Um, the Bulls have won four straight. So, I mean, they're they're on a roll a bit here. So, uh, and Jimmy Butler's been leading the way. So I think they also know that they need to win games to keep a uh, hold on their seventh place in the East. They're not too many games. They're about one and a half games ahead of the next place team there. And uh, so for $9,300, I think Jimmy Butler can put up some big points on the board. But um, you have to be alert of who's going to be defending him. And it, right. it's most likely going to be Wilson Chandler in many cases throughout the game. Um, and if that's the case, that kind of makes me want to lean off Jimmy Butler, even though there's a pretty good case to play him. I think that the defender in this case might be might trump that in in my mind, because I think Wilson Chandler is a pretty solid defender, and um, he might limit your your what you're getting out of a ninety three hundred dollar guy, and and you you can't really afford to be limited in those big picks. You need those guys to go off. So I actually am looking at picking Wilson Chandler as one of my small forwards for sixty six hundred dollars. He should be getting the start for Denver, and uh, I think he could take advantage of that fact that he's starting and and will likely be needed to play a quite a bit of minutes to defend and slow down a guy like Butler. So I picture a good 30-plus points out of Wilson Chandler tonight for $6,600. Yeah, the reason why you're thinking about the defense there is because the other alternative is Danilo Gallinari, who's in this range at 6700 bucks. I'm sure that Jimmy Butler would love to face him all night long, and that would make him my candidate for, to go off tonight over almost anybody on the board for a huge, huge night. So I, I think you're right in saying that Chandler should get a good run just because of the concerns on the defensive side of the ball, and he's very capable on the offensive side as well to hold his own so a good call there favoring one of the denver uh small forwards over the other guy uh, another good teaching point there too uh we go into the five thousands dan and we find three names down there why don't you include them in your look at uh, those three guys Mar- marcus morris Mark- michael kidd gilchrist tj warren and then we dip below them to the sub 5,000 range, noting that Evan Turner's out with a hand injury. We're looking for value plays down there. So give us a snapshot of the three guys in the 5,000, and let's go uh, bargain hunting after that. Well, Marcus Morris, 5,900 bucks. He's creeping up there. He's He's been pretty low-priced over the last couple of weeks, but uh, 5,900, he is creeping up there. But that's because he's pretty consistent with hitting 30-point nights in FanDuel. Um, so he, he's a pretty solid pick against a shady defense in Portland. I think Marcus Morris um, is, is a pretty good go if, if you're looking to to not spend too much in small forward. And, and that's kind of the reason why I don't really feel like I need to go with Durant or Butler when I can look at guys like Wilson Chandler, Marcus Morris. Um, I do like Kid Gilchrist as well up against the Lakers. I think that's a favorable matchup for him. Uh, he's been playing pretty well, getting a lot of minutes uh, lately for the Hornets. Um, tough game in his last night, last outing, only 11 FanDuel points. But before that, he had 30-plus in three straight games. Um, and the 11-point night was against the Clippers, which is a, a pretty tough opponent. Not Portland doesn't quite, um, or sorry, the Lakers don't quite um, stack up the same as their L.A. counterparts there, the Clippers. So I think Kid Girl Chris should likely get back to his high production tonight against the, the Lakers. And then when we're going a little bit lower for value, I'd like Maurice Harkless against Detroit. Um, he's a he's a good player on both sides of the ball. He can shoot the ball, starting small forward for Portland. So I think he's a good look, too, for uh, small forward. And then um, in terms of real, real value down here, there's not too, too much happening, but a couple guys you can look at is um, Bo- Bojan Bogdanovic. $3,800 um, for Washington. He's a new addition to the team. So if things go south in that game, um, I, I could. it's a home game. I could see them leaving Bogdanovich on the floor, just get accustomed to the new arena, get accustomed to a couple teammates and, and playing some extra minutes there. And even if it's a good game, he he played 33 minutes in his last game or some, something like 30-plus 30, 30 minutes uh, was their highest score off the bench. The only player to score in double digits other than Wall or Beal. So... There, it looks like he's going to get his shots in that game too. So Bogdanovich for $3,800 is a real value pick. And one more real, real value pick here. This guy's listed. I don't know why he's listed so low here. Marco Bellinelli, $3,500. Um, he could really make it happen uh, for Charlotte, especially against the Lakers. 
not too much wing defense there. I'm going to add two more names there, Dan, and I'm going to say that we take a look at the $5,300 price tag on TJ Warren and look at that for Phoenix. I think it's a pretty good matchup for him because they don't have any anything of quality to offset him on the other side of the ball. So that's where I might spend some money there. And then I'll also throw in the name of Andre Iguodala. If things get a little loopy in that Golden State-Washington game, I could see him getting a run. Uh, but in a in a high scoring affair and uh, we know that he's capable of filling the filling the board if he does get any kind of uh, minutes under his belt there so with that let's go over to the power forwards and take a look at the top of the ladder there where there's a clear favor in Nikola Jokic whose stock has been on the rise in recent weeks and he's priced at $9,500 clearly 2300 ahead of Draymond Green this might be one of the lowest price points I've seen on Day- Draymond Green in a while too unless I'm mistaken so give me a snapshot on the top two guys there Dan yeah, Jokic, they uh, they made the excuse that he's suffering from fatigue a bit after the All-Star break as he came up with a real poor performance in his first game back. So he he recovered from that with a 34-point night in his last game. Um, so hopefully he's back up to uh, standards. But even still in that game, he only came up with 10 points um, when we would almost, in the points column, when we'd almost expect at least 20 or 30 out of him at this point. Um, so I'm a little wary of Jokic for $9,500. Uh, he does have a real favorable matchup up against Chicago, though. So um, keep an eye on the notes on him tonight. If he's expected to play and everything like that, he's a pretty good go at power forward. But I do feel like there's some other value options that you can rely on, too, here. Um, Draymond Green at $7,200 is a pretty good bet as well. That's, that is definitely a real reasonable price for a guy like him. The funny thing about him, he's capable of topping 30 FanDuel points without even getting double digits in the scoring column, which is pretty amazing in in my mind. So um, his last game, he came up with 43 FanDuel points. Um, That was against Philly. That was last night. So that was a tough match. He's on the second night of a back-to-back. But I think Draymond Green for $7,200 is a pretty safe bet, too, to get you 30-plus FanDuel points. Dan, there's yeah. a whole raft of names here from 6,500 down to 5,000. Let's take them all in one group and take some time to go through some of these names. The only one that's an injury note is Kenneth Farid, who's out with a back injury for Denver against Chicago. That's unfortunate because I could have seen him having a big game if if uh, he was healthy. But we know that, that he's out and been a been a scratch for a bit. So uh, and let's take a look at some of the names, beginning with Markeith Morris. Going up against Draymond Green, that's a that's a fade for me. Uh, I'd like to know what your slant is on that one. But then beyond that, we got Zach Randall, Frank Kaminsky, and on it goes. Yeah, Markeith Morris is a fade for me too. Like you mentioned, the opponent on the other side of the ball is pretty overwhelming there. So the guy I really do like in this range here is Frank Kaminsky, uh, starting for the for the Hornets. I mean, you want to double check if Cody Zeller is going to be back in the lineup, but I think Frank Kaminsky's probably earned the right to maintain that starting spot for now at least he's been playing pretty well and at $5,900 up against a opponent like the Lakers who don't have too much happening in their front court I think Frank Kaminsky is a pretty solid bet tonight two games ago he came up with 47 FanDuel points which is huge for a $5,900 guy Um, and the game before that 26 or in the game after that 26 he's averaging 21 FanDuel points a game but he's been well over that in about his last seven or eight games so I really like Frank Kaminsky tonight yeah, and I'm going to add the name of Ennis Cantor. He's I've done very well whenever I put this guy in my, my lineup. And for OKC, I think against Utah, it's a battle of the bigs. And then Cantor has held his own uh, a lot this year in this kind of a matchup. So uh, for $5,500, he's a guy that I would take a shot at. He's, his performance has been on the rise the last couple of games, back to a level that we saw early in the season. Uh, so that's where I would go for 5500 bucks. Let's dip below that 5000 range, Dan, and look for some value plays in that group um yeah here one guy i really do like down in this range is uh marvin williams again up against the lakers charlotte front court um so 5100 for marvin williams marvin williams he's been playing a lot of minutes for charlotte lately and uh really coming in this season playing playing really well this season um, only 16 FanDuel points in his last game, but before that, plus 25 and three straight. Um, always plus 33 minutes over about his last 15 or 20 games. So you can you can be assured that this guy is going to play a, a lot of minutes. He's going to take his shots. He's going to be rebounding. So for 
up against a, not the greatest defense in the league in the Lakers and another te- this Charlotte team's battling for a playoff spot so Williams one of their veteran leaders I like him tonight for sure and I know I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit when you uh, leave me John Luer to talk about this is a guy who scored in double digits he's been over 10 points in six of the last seven games add to that that he can grab a couple of rebounds from time to time and and he's pretty good a pretty good ball handler so I'll take a piece of him for $4,600 in that matchup tonight to add to the names that you dropped uh, we go to the center position, Dan, where the top two guys are over $8,000, and that's the top of the ladder here with Marcus All at 8200 for Memphis and Andre Drummond, $8,100 for Detroit, both of them at home with what I think are pretty favorable matchups. Do you agree? Um, yeah, I'm not huge on Marcus All tonight just because I think that really Memphis should should take care of Phoenix um, pretty easily, and, and maybe they don't use Marcus All as much as they would in other nights, uh, especially just with the matchup situation. Phoenix, um, Tyson Chandler's their biggest guy, and you know I, I, I think they're kind of easing off him towards the end of the season. So I, I'm not looking at Marcus All, but the guy I do like is Andre Drummond here going up against Portland. Portland's pretty much still lacking um, a real strong front court, even with their acquisition of Nurkic in exchange for Mason Plumley. I don't really think that's a big uh, improvement on their end there. So I think Andre Drummond should be able to dominate the paint tonight. And Detroit's going to need him because um, they're looking for offense wherever they can get it. So he's he's going to put up some points, and he's obviously going to do his job on the rebounding and uh, blocks and stuff like that. So I like Andre Drummond, $8,100. Yeah, if we dip below that group, Dan, the, the next three guys, two of them are going head-to-head, Rudy Gobert and Steven Adams. I guess that accounts for why I might fade Gobert at the $7,900 price tag, and he comes in a notch below the other two top guys on the board, but he's got the tough matchup against Steven Adams, who's a handful on most nights. The guy that I like here is... Is a, is a toughie in the middle for Washington, and that's Marcin Gortat. Him, him and Drummond, that, that's going to be a battle I, between a, a four and a five there, but uh, I'm curious to see who wins that battle in the, underneath the basket, and it might be worth taking a look at Gortat uh, in that battle as well. So what do you think in this range anyway? From 7900 I'll take you down to the $5,200 mark where we see Cody Zeller's a game-time note with the quadriceps issue. Yeah, well, Gortat going up against uh, Golden State, where um, it's probably going to be Pachulia on the other side of the ball versus Gortat. And Pachulia is a pretty rough body, too, so they're going to have to uh, beat each other up a bit down there. But um, Golden State usually ends up uh, ditching their center at some point in the game and and just going, uh, you know, spreading the floor. So I don't know where that's going to leave Gortat in that matchup, but I think he... There's going to be a lot of shots going up for sure in that game, and I think Gortat's a pretty good, a pretty safe bet. I like to call him one of my safe bets in, in FanDuel. Gortat and Adams alike, they're both pretty consistent, going to top 20 FanDuel points just about for sure. So that's that's safe for me, but um, if, if I'm looking a little bit lower than those two, um, it's a tough call out there tonight. Maybe you want to look at... Uh, Nurkic for Portland. Uh, Portland's got to lean on him. I'm going to have to lean on him for sure to try and uh, combat Andre Drummond. But the thing about that is uh, he might end up in foul trouble as he did the other night against Toronto when I had Nurkic in my lineup. Uh, I got burned a bit because he got three quick fouls trying to match up with Valanciunas. So I think Andre Drummond's even more of a problem down low than Valanciunas and Nurkic might rack up the fouls. So, I mean, when you're looking at your centers tonight, tough to go much below Stephen Adams in my opinion well uh, is there anybody worth a look at the sub 5,000 range you mentioned Jaza Pachulia more in a defensive role uh, we got Alan Williams at 5,000 Robin Lopez 4,800 Alex Len at 4,800 I agree with you uninspiring names Tyson Chandler's there at 4,000 anybody there worth an absolute flyer on a tournament play if I take a flyer on anybody here it's Ivaka Zubak um, I don't know if I got the name right, but uh, Los Angeles is youngster there in the center. And the reason being is I know I heard Magic was looking to get this guy more minutes. Um, and uh, he came up a really tough game in his last performance, only six FanDuel points. But he did a little better in the game before that with um, with 26. So 
uh, 18 minutes in his last game, 27 minutes in the in the game before that. In the game with 27 minutes, he turned out 26 Fanduel points. So, I mean, if this guy's going to get the minutes, uh, I think he's a pretty good go tonight uh, against Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't have the most giant front court either. Um, it's a, he would be matched up against Frank Kaminsky. Um, Marvin Williams, those kind of guys. So it might be a good opportunity for this this guy to get uh, some minutes and to put some points on the board. So for thirty three hundred dollars, if you're going for thirty six hundred dollars, if you're going to take a flyer on one of these centers, Ivaka Zubak would be the one in my opinion. Yeah, and I think you could certainly build that case once you really clarify what Cody Zeller's status is tonight on the other side of the ball there, Dan. So I think that's a great call below the line by you. Uh, well, that, that's what we think about the lineups. What about the RotoWire? optimizer tool what does that say about tonight's games dan and what can you tell us about it well the optimizer um puts together a lineup for us based on the the perceived value um and and the costs of these players and uh what the the, what the optimizer gives us tonight for FanDuel is um stephen curry and kemba walker at the point uh nicholas batum and jeremy lamb at the shooting guard Jimmy Butler and Brandon Ingram at the small forward. We didn't mention Ingram, but uh, it's a solid pick on a, a value play. Four thousand dollars for Ingram, so that, that's that's where this guy, this uh, optimizer is really taking a value play. Um, then it gives Marvin Williams and Nikola Mirotic. Mirotic is another guy they're giving us a value play on, but that's not a bad look there in the matchup against Denver. Um, he'll be coming in on the second unit most likely and should be able to put some shots up and, and participate in a shootout there. And then Andre Drummond at center. So I actually like the optimizer tonight. It's got about four or five names that I'm going to have in my own lineup a little bit, a little bit different in some places, but I think it's a pretty solid lineup out of the optimizer tonight. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good starting point too. It's a thin slate. So you want to maybe take some advice from the optimizer, keep an eye on the matchups that we tried to highlight where maybe somebody is facing another top guy on the defensive side of the ball. It might limit them uh, offensively too. So we've hoped we've given some, some things to think about and we're reminded to check back with Rotowire starting lineups on the NBA tab. We also do lineups, weeks and checks, checks all day long at Rotowire. So you got to make sure that your players are good to go in daily games right up to tip off where we make our adjustments uh, continuously. Uh, we also want to remind uh, our listeners on behalf of our friends at FanDuel that baseball is just around the corner, folks. Don't get stranded on first base without a RotoWire subscription and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. Users may only establish one account on FanDuel as well. That's FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. All right, Dan, in terms of the headli- headlines around the league, uh, there's a real focus uh, in in some of the news and notes lately on the top of the Eastern uh, Conference, certainly Kyle Lowry's wrist injury is uh, is a lot of news around locally here in the Toronto area. But uh, the Celtics have uh, uh, have cooled off a little bit, losing two of their last three. They lost a showdown in Toronto, lost the season series and tiebreaker. In fact, the gap there is only two games, but boy, it's bunching up behind them as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, you know, I guess. We'll start off with the Kyle Lowry wrist injury. I mean, I know this is something that uh, you've mentioned before, and that I've heard a couple other people mention. Is he, he was he was kind of complaining about this injury before the All Star break, and and the fact that he went out, played the All Star game, participated participated in the three point shootout, um, and then you know did did some golfing or whatever he did out there. It, it's a little bit questionable to fans. What why? why that took place and then why he comes out of the break with a wrist injury it's kind of a little bit uh you know what should take precedence there should you know should he be participating in the all-star game if he's not 100 percent or what so there's i think there's a few puzzled raptors fans out there but you know what i take a different turn on that in my opinion i think it's a blessing in disguise for the raptors because i i'm a real big fan of the raptors second uh, third and even four, fourth point guards in as it is they've got Corey Joseph backing up Lowry and Corey Joseph is drawing starts right now then they've got DeLon Wright coming in as the the backup point guard um, and I think Corey Joseph is a fantastic point guard not the same kind of um, threat offensive threat as Lowry but he's a good defensive player he's he 
He's good at controlling the pace of the game, distributing the ball to the hot hand. And then coming in behind him, you got DeLon Wright, who's a young player um, and hasn't got a ton of minutes so far in the NBA yet. Um, and I think this is a really great opportunity for him. Finally, he's healthy. He's got he's grown into his own a bit. And, and I think he's going to be showing um, the NBA what he can do. And, and he's great at taking it to the basket. So I think it's a great opportunity for mostly DeLon Wright to showcase what he can do and for the Raptors to kind of build a good rhythm with some of their new guys. But then that's a big problem because when Lowry comes back, he's going to be entering a situation with two new players um, and it's going to be sort of a team that he's never played with before in, in some ways. So that could cause Toronto some disruption around the, the playoffs when Lowry's supposed to come back. Well, and I'll also add and, and get your reaction to this, but... Uh the Raptors are putting a lot of pressure now on DeMar DeRozan as they're obviously their clear number one scoring option. He's getting a little help from Ibaka, who's just getting learning the way around Toronto a little bit, but quality guy too. But I, I look at that and I wonder if the Raptors need, they need to be concerned about the minutes that they're giving uh, DeRozan and relying on him. They pulled one out of the fire against a bad New York team last night, should never have let it go get to that circumstance. But uh, I don't want to see them burn out uh, DeRozan as a fan. And I'll also make, uh, make the point that Boston has lost two of their last three games, and they've been relying on Mr. Fourth Quarter, Isaiah Thomas, for a long while now. And I wonder if they might be burning him out, Dan, because they really he's clear number one option there in Boston. And uh, I said they've lost two of their last three. He's not scoring like he was. And, and that's just a, a lesson to the Raptors about what can happen if you play the, the heck out of that, that number one scoring option. Well, yeah, really good point on DeRozan there. Um, I mean, I'm inclined to say he he likes it. Uh, he likes the ball in his hands, and he, he can handle it in some senses. But you're definitely right. It could take a toll on him. For sure, in terms of fan duel and fantasy basketball, right now, DeMar DeRozan's value, I would say, is through the roof. He's nearing 50 fan duel points in, in his last two or three outings. Uh, for some reason, he's only priced in the 8,000s, but I don't think that's going to last too long. So uh, definitely take take a run with De- DeMar DeRozan while he's priced very reasonably while you can, um, because I would say Lowry being out really has boosted DeRozan's fantasy value. But then uh, moving on to the Celtics, um, I mean, I, I, I kind of knew this was going to happen. I don't think Boston, I don't think their roster is built in a way that they they can sustain the extended winning that they had been doing they hit a real hot streak there but it was largely thanks to super play by isaiah thomas and um maybe good team defense but i i i wasn't convinced that they were going to keep it up and and i think you know momentum has a lot to do with it i think their coaching has a lot to do with it but like you said i think maybe it is possible that it's starting to take a toll on a physical toll on some of the players and uh yeah, I, I I was never convinced they were gonna they were gonna sustain that super high level of play, and and by no means do I think they are um, a real contender to the Cavs. Let's say if we're looking at the Cavs as the top uh, pick out of the East, I think the Raptors have a much better chance of giving the Cavs a run for their money. But uh, I mean, that being said, we'll have to see what goes on with with Boston. But then Cleveland now picking up uh, a few extra pieces they got they picked up uh, and pretty much for nothing what what luck for for yeah. that that organization now they've got Darren Williams they picked up Derek Williams two two good additions there um Darren Williams Darren Williams hasn't played yet for them but uh I think he's going to be a pretty solid addition we'll have to we'll have to see there but you can't really go wrong picking up a veteran point guard like that for for virtually nothing so the Cavs have definitely bolstered their lineup for sure um if they're expecting J.R. Smith back anytime soon that will put them and give them another boost but it seems like uh you know they filled one bucket they're filling a bucket with a hole in it because um you got Kevin Love out with a back injury now and and the thing with Love is it's reoccurring injuries I, I, I mean in the last couple of years that's this is about the third or fourth time he's gone out with a back injury he's had the knee injuries and and i'm not convinced um how much longer kevin love is gonna gonna last you know as a as a threat with with these reoccurring injuries so you know who knows maybe they should have taken that trade for Melo when they had the chance um on kevin love there 
Right, and to finish up our analysis of the top teams in the East, I'm going to highlight two teams that are really Jekyll and Hyde jobs, uh, Dan. Washington and Indiana, both really good records on the home court and just ordinary or just almost awful in the case of Indiana on the road with a 10 and 19 mark so I don't really know how you explain that and in between them you got Atlanta a team that I think is laying in the weeds and and could be a real handful come playoff time this team has been pretty solid wherever they've played all year long and uh, they, I think they're they're the the team that teams want to avoid in the first round in, ter- in terms of looking for that soft touch I don't think they're it yeah, I, I think uh, Washington, like I mentioned, Celtics, I don't see them as a major threat in the East. I think teams like a team like Washington, again, is is a much more threatening opponent, you know, coming in with two legit superstars in, in Bradley Beal and John Wall and then a very solid supporting cast there, um, an amazing home record. Um, so, yeah, I really, I really do like Washington, but Indiana... Indiana, yeah, it's a bit of a mystery to me. Hard to say what's going on with them. And uh, the team I'm keeping an eye on in the East, though, actually, since we're, t- we're talking about the East, is Miami. I'd really love to see Miami sneak into the playoffs, maybe steal a spot there from uh, Chicago or Detroit or Indiana. All of those teams. Chicago's luckily been picked it up a bit lately, um, saved themselves from slipping out. But they're still only a couple games ahead of Miami. And uh, so Miami, Chicago, Indiana, Detroit, they're all fighting for that, those last couple spots there. So I'd love to see Miami sneak into the playoffs. I think that would be an amazing feat for them. And, uh, and then, you know, there's no telling what they could do in the playoffs. They've got a lot of scores. They've got that big guy in the middle. So, and then they got James Johnson, a solid defender. Can, uh, that guy can really hold down LeBron. I've seen it myself. So, you know, you could have some pretty interesting matchups in the Eastern playoffs. And we'll take a snapshot out west, but I think that's a pretty good thumbnail and a nice way to end off this episode, Dan. Thank you very much for that. So there you go, everybody. Have a look at FanDuel and enjoy all the fun and games on their menu of options going forward. We hope we've given you some good ideas, too. For Dan Bruno, who you can follow at DBrunoOfficial, I'm Paul Bruno, reminding you to follow me at Statsman22. Good luck with your FanDuel plays to all our listeners from Rotowire. is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done